Hello and welcome to The Home Building Hero, where we help you become the hero in your new home. Today's topic is six easy steps for the right floor plan. Hi, I'm your host, David Bellman, president of Bellman Homes, and thank you again for tuning into The Home Building Hero today. And of course, if you haven't already, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. Just go onto your podcast app, look for Home Building Hero, and hit subscribe. It's that easy, and you'll get notified every time we drop a new episode. So again, today's topic is how to design the right floor plan. Six easy steps for the right floor plan. So a lot of times when people are building, they do put some consideration into the floor plan, but a lot of times they don't actually break it down into, let's say, a process per se. And a lot of times what happens is they sort of modify the plan and all of a sudden they start building the home and then they try and modify it again. And that's a very bad thing to do. You wanna try and get the floor plan figured out first and really settle on that and lock that in before you start doing all the other things like the upgrades and worrying about the finishes and the fit and the fixtures and and those type of things. It can really mess you up because changing the floor plan is probably the most expensive thing because it involves structure and it's also even harder to do as you get further along the process. And of course, as you're pricing things out, if you change the floor plan after you've priced all your other options out, a lot of times those options have to all be repriced as well. And it may involve going back to an architect and it could cost you a lot of time. So you really wanna stop and slow down a little bit, make sure that you get the floor plan just the way that you want it, and then move forward with the rest of the design part of your build. And that way you'll avoid making changes mid-construction, which again, tough to do, can be very expensive. So definitely don't recommend that. So I've got six easy steps here that you can follow to help you create the right floor plan. And the first step is probably the most important one. And that is step number one. And that is to plan for the future, not for the present. So step one, plan for the future, not for the present. What I mean by that is pretty simple. It's so easy when you're designing something to think of what you need right now or what you don't have in your current home. And that's important because obviously you need to to know how you're gonna be living in the home right away once you move into it. But more important than that is to understand that if you're building a home, you're probably going to be there for a while. Most people don't build a home, live in it a year, and then sell it. They're gonna be living in that home for five or 10 years because it's a, it's a longer process and it's you know you kind of want to get what you want. So if you're going to build your home, you've got to plan it out for the future. So consider your family situation. Maybe you only have one child and you're planning on having two more. Well, then you've got to make sure that you've got enough space for all three of your kids. You know you're going to have three kids. You're going to need to have you know at least a four-bedroom home. And uh, all of a sudden, oh, well, we have a lot of guests coming over as well. Grandma and grandpa are going to be staying over. They're coming in from out of town. Well, really, now you need a fifth bedroom or at least a room that can be converted into a fifth bedroom. So you've got to start to look long term and think about those things. You know, if you do have guests coming over, um, maybe they are grandma and grandpa. All the bedrooms are upstairs and, uh, you know, grandpa's knee isn't so hot. Is he really going to go upstairs to stay? Um, certainly don't want them sleeping on the sofa. 
So is there an area downstairs that maybe it's a study where you could put a door on it and uh, then make sure that you've got a full bathroom on the first floor? So you've got to look at those situations and see how can we make this work? And not only now, but in the future. And again, if, if you're going to have a lot of guests over, for example, you know, you may want to have that set up where the guest room is away from the other rooms. Maybe you have a ranch home. You know, you don't want mom and dad's room right next door to your room. Um, so maybe you have a split ranch where, you know, the master bedroom's on one side and the guest room is on the opposite side and they have their own private full bath. So, you know, if they get up at four o'clock in the morning <laughs> and you get up at seven, you know, they can get up and shower and go for their walk or whatever and not disturb you. So you've got to look at the future and how you're going to use this plan. Now, again, if you don't have guests, maybe you don't have kids, uh, maybe things aren't going to change a lot, but even your own health, you've got to look at that as well. And that is the next topic. So the next thing you want to consider when uh, creating your floor plan is to consider your health. Now, you might be perfectly healthy right now, but you've got to look at down the road. If you're going to live in this home for 10 years, where are you going to be at in 10 years? Maybe maybe you do have a little bit of a back issue. Are you going to be able to do stairs? You know, if you think that at some point having stairs is going to be a problem for you, maybe maybe you want to look at just having a single level like a ranch home. Or if you've got a straight two-story home and uh, the laundry room's on the first floor, that's great, right? Because then at least you can always do your laundry. But then you might want to have a clothes chute or something so that you can bring your laundry, you know, directly downstairs without carrying it up and down the stairs. So you've got to consider your health as well. Um, you know, if you're... If you're already struggling to do a lot of heavy lifting and work, you probably don't want a big yard. You've got to consider how your house is going to fit within your lot. And is it something where, I, you know, house is great, low-maintenance house, but now it's on three acres of land and you got to spend every weekend cutting your grass and pruning trees and things. Maybe that's not something that you want to get involved with as well. Uh, but health is a big concern. And the other thing that to con- you need to consider, and you may want to just check out the other podcasts that we've done, but we have one just about aging in place. And I highly suggest you check out that podcast because we talk all about different solutions that will help you age in your home effectively without it being obnoxious or taking away from the look of the home. So there are a lot of aging in place solutions and I would highly recommend you check out my Aging in Place podcast for more information about how to do that. But health is a big concern when you're devising your floor plan. You know, consider the laundry room, consider the amount of steps, um, consider access to rooms. Maybe, you know, if you're older and you think you might be in a wheelchair in the future, then you've got a plan for that too. Maybe make the doors a little bit wider. Make sure that there's a little bit extra space between the island and your kitchen cabinets and that you can clearly walk from one room to the next. All right, the third step to designing the best floor plan is to let your lifestyle guide you. And what I mean by that is um, you want to make sure that you're, you're considering your lifestyle for your home. And that will really dictate a lot of your floor plan. If you're somebody that is a big baker and you love to bake and you love to cook, you know, then you're going to want to make sure that you have a big kitchen and that your kitchen is laid out in a functional way, that it's laid out in a way that you plan on using it. You know, if you're always, you know, pulling things out of the oven and you need a big space and you're right-handed, you want a big space to the right so that you can set your trays out and, uh, you know, just work from left to right as most right-handed people would do, then, then set up your home that way. If you're left-handed, maybe you want to have it set up the other way where you're working right to left. 
and you have more space to the loft. On the other hand, if you're not a big cooker or baker and you, you go out most of the time, you probably don't need a big kitchen. Maybe you make the kitchen a little smaller. Maybe you have a bigger entertaining area, a uh, bigger family room um, instead. So consider that with your floor plan. Consider how you're going to use the home. You know, if you have big family meals and you've got lots of people coming over to your house, you're probably going to want to have a dining room. And it might have to be made a lot bigger than a normal dining room. Or maybe your family is just big as it is and everybody's kind of on the go. Maybe you need a really big breakfast bar, a quick area where you can sit and eat your cereal uh, in the morning. Everybody just gathers really quickly for for a fast lunch. Uh, Then maybe you don't need the dining room, but you need, you know, a lot of counter space, uh, with stools and things like that. So consider your lifestyle, especially with regards to um, how you eat, um, how you like to consume your meals, where you like to sit. Because uh, that makes a big difference. Maybe you're a big sports family. You always want to be watching the big game. Um, you may want to have a TV in your kitchen. Uh, maybe not the best for socializing, but that, that might be the type of family that you're, you're, you are. Um, or, or maybe you want to have it where your, your big screen TV is viewable from your kitchen. So that you know while you're at the table, you can watch the big game. Uh, do you want people eating in your family room? Do you want everybody to be eating on a hard surface floor in the kitchen? You got to think about those things because eventually those are those things that, that can be a huge annoyance to you if you're not paying attention to it. All right, the next consideration for creating the ultimate floor plan is to think about your furniture. And I don't really recommend that you design your house necessarily around your existing furniture, but let's be honest, most people don't get all brand new furniture when they build a home. A lot of people will get some new furniture, maybe for a room, but a lot of times they'll be bringing over their existing furniture. So you need to consider how much space it's gonna take up. And what I really recommend to do to make it easy is to take your blueprint of your home, which will be all scaled off, and then just take your furniture that you're gonna be bringing over and measure it, and you can create a, a cutout of your furniture. So you can measure your sofa, let's say it's you know, 72 inches, well, okay, measure out on a piece of paper. If your plans are quarter inch scale, you can measure out what 72 inches would be on a quarter inch scale. And you can put that on a piece of your blueprint paper and you can arrange your furniture. And you might find out that, hey, you know what, this new layout, I don't quite have enough room for my sofa and my love seat at my end table. Uh, So we either have to get rid of one of those or we may have to make the room a little bit bigger. So. Definitely look at the furniture you're bringing over, see how it lays out, and not just does it fit in the room, because of course most of the furniture will fit in the room, but does it really work in the room? And that's the next consideration. Does it work? Does it create a good traffic flow? Does it um, allow you to walk in and out of the room? <laughs> does it allow you to see you know, your TV? Does it allow you know, a couple extra people to come over and sit there comfortably? Definitely gotta think about those things. The next consideration, for your floor plan is to understand that it doesn't exist in a vacuum. And what I mean by that is that you have to not only look at that floor plan as how you're going to live in it, but how does it sit on your lot? And I recommend highly to take your plans for your home once you have them and go to your lot and just sort of situate it on the lot and look at it and say, okay, if I'm standing in this family room right now and I'm looking out the back of the home, What am I going to see out of these windows? That's really helpful if you can do it because you might be like, wow, you know what? The view on the back isn't so great, but the side view here is amazing. There's this beautiful tree and we're going to see the sunset. 
you know what, let's put an extra window on the side of the home here so we can take advantage of that view. Or you might have some other situation like, you know what, this front corner of our home, it's a corner road, there's a lot of traffic coming by, we got this big window here, you know, I don't know if we like that, maybe maybe there's one of the windows you take out because it'll make it a little quieter. Or maybe you've got to leave the window there, but maybe you put some extra plantings around that corner just to screen the road and screen the lights from the cars coming in. So take a look at your floor plan as it would sit on your site and look at how the windows are placed and consider those things because you may want to change your windows at that point. You may want to put a big picture window somewhere where you've got a really great view or you may want to take a window out of an area where, yep, look, yep, it's a neighbor's yard. They got a big trampoline there and I don't really want to look at that every day. Let's just, let's pull that window out. And of course, you have to engage your builder at that point too because sometimes when you add a window or remove a window that can change other issues with your plan for instance if you add a window you might have to add more wall bracing to make sure that the wall is strong enough to support the weight or if you take a window out you may not meet the code requirement for glass in a room so you could take that window out maybe you have to make another room or window in the room bigger um, or you may have to add a window on another wall just to meet the requirements so there's a lot of factors at play and you definitely have to get your builder involved at that point and the last tip for creating your floor plan is to not forget storage. And so many people just completely gloss over this and it is one of the most frustrating things for a lot of people is not having enough storage in your home. So it's not just about the number of cabinets that you have. You might look at and go, well, our kitchen, you know, we're gonna actually have, you know, two more cabinets in here, we got plenty of storage. No, you've gotta look at, you know, if you have a pantry, is there enough space there? What kind of stuff are you going to put on it? Are you going to put some appliances on your shelves or your pantry? Then you're going to need to have, you know, some outlets there or, you know, your laundry room. You know, let's say that you want to fold all your laundry and do everything in your laundry room. Well, a seven by seven laundry room isn't going to work for you. You're going to need, you know, a, a 10 by 10 laundry room at a minimum to do extra work in there. So you've got to look at those situations and see if you have, you know, enough space if you have enough storage you know think of where you're going to put your vacuums and your brooms and then of course look at your bedroom closets maybe you've got a little baby right now they don't use a lot of closet but as they get older those babies become kids and kids have clothes the kids have toys where are you going to put that stuff and putting in an extra closet here and there is definitely not going to hurt you i've never seen anybody with an extra closet that's completely empty people always fill their closets with things so think of your cleaning supplies you know if you got a two-story home are you going to have all your cleaning supplies downstairs and you're going to bring them up or are you going to have cleaning supplies at the first floor and the second floor consider that how about your bed linens do you have enough space to put your bed linens in gotta look at all that you know are you going to put them in a dresser or are you going to store them in the bedroom closet or do you have a hall closet for it and then think of your laundry, your dirty laundry. How are you going to store that? Is it going to store it in your bedroom before you take it downstairs? Does it all get stored in the laundry room? Think of how you're going to use that. Think of your flow. Think of how your family operates now. And again, of course, think of your family in the future as well and how you're going to navigate through that floor plan. So those are our six easy steps to creating the ultimate floor plan. I hope you guys have found this podcast super informative. And I think it's a lot easier when you break down the steps like I did. So again, to run through those really quickly, plan for the future, not for the present. Step two, consider your health. Step three, let your lifestyle guide you. Next step, think about your furniture. Uh, 
fifth step, your floor plan doesn't exist in a vacuum. And the sixth and final step, don't forget the storage. You can follow those easy steps. You will have a great start to your brand new home. And if you'd like more information about building a home or help with your floor plan, you can always reach out to Bellman Homes. Our website is bellmanhomes.com. That's B-E-L-M-A-N homes.com. And we have lots of articles and information there as well to help you out. Otherwise, uh, make sure that you're tuning into our podcast. Again, we have new episodes coming out every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Don't forget to subscribe. And we will talk to you guys all very soon. Thanks. Thanks.